Welcome to the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Uh, I am Spike Eskin, along with Mr. Liberty Ballers himself, guy who not only found Liberty Ballers, but the entire internet itself, Mike Levin. Right. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. I'd like to let everyone know that Mike is waking up early to do this podcast, a little early on a Saturday, because I have some previous engagements later in the day. So thanks, Mike. Hey. What's what's tradition? Tradition. <laughs> well, as we can tell, you're on point today. <laughs> you're up and ready to roll. Clearly, you've been oh, yeah. up for hours preparing. Before we get into the meat of the show, mm. I do have an important Rights Ricky Sanchez, Liberty Ballers official lottery party t-shirt announcement before we go over the lottery party details again. Sales for t-shirts. If you'd like to pick your if you want to buy your t-shirt for five bucks and pick it up on the part at the party, so we have enough time to make sure the t-shirts are there, sales will end Tuesday, May 5th at midnight. So you have to order your t-shirt Tuesday, May 5th, by Tuesday, May 5th at midnight. Of course you can Wait, well go ahead. Is that- is that the, is that once it becomes Tuesday May fifth or the end of Tuesday May fifth? The end. Of, don't do this to me. The end of Tuesday May fifth. Now I'm going to get this Twitter question a bunch of times. The end of Tuesday May fifth, not the beginning of Tuesday May fifth. As you're so going 11, to bed. So 11:59 p.m. Tuesday, Tuesday May fifth. Correct. That I'm is just when, clearing it up. Yeah, that is when you need to order your five dollar trust the process super weirdo T-shirt. I had I saw we had an early run of ten of them to send out to. Uh, some some of our friends in the press, but I've seen the T-shirt. It looks exactly like you would imagine the T-shirt to look. It's also one of those soft T-shirts rather than the big square hard ones. You know that. Wow, well, that sounded terrible. But the, the it's a good T-shirt. Again, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, no, we don't have to, we don't have to get into into lewd, <laughs> sophomoric. So here we're we're mature people. You can either in the post to this podcast at spikeeskin.com, you can, the link to buy the the t-shirt is. Will you do the same thing in the Liberty Ballers post if you're listening over there? I will. I am listening. Okay. Mostly. Okay. So, no, if the person listening to this is listening at libertyballers.com, you can click. Or you can just go to cheesesteaktees.com. There are two options there. There's the $5 one that you want to pick up, and then there's the $50, $15 one for those out 50. of Philadelphia yeah, for, who want to have it sent to them. But get the $5 one. Come to the party, of course. The official lottery party, which we are expecting to be quite a great time, is Tuesday, May 19th at... Buffalo Wild Wings, Grant the Boulevard. It will be an amazing, amazing time. Mike is flying in for yeah. the party. Wait, but, let me clear this up first before. Yeah. So you can you can you can buy the fifteen dollars shirt for for delivery, for shipping whenever. Yeah. I, I, this and is only for the five dollar pickup at your shirt. Pickup cor- at the at the party. Correct. And and those shirts, the delivery ones, won't ship till after the party anyway. So you won't get right. that early. You won't get that till after the party. So. One cool, yeah. I'm starting okay. to get uh, <laughs> a little bit of shit for what? For well, no, no, just from 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 normal human people. Okay. When they're like, "Oh, what are you going? What are you going home for? <laughs> why? why are you, what are you doing? What are you doing when you're home for four days?" And and um, uh, oh, 
so so you know the Sixers the Sixers thing the the basketball thing that I do the you know like I'll write and I have like a podcast yeah 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 okay well we're okay so you know the NBA draft uh you know like how they determine the order for the NBA draft uh so yeah so I'm going I'm going home uh we're having a you know we're having some people. Uh, you you know Buffalo Wild Wings. You know it's a lot of that. That's, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's mostly that. Well, I feel like it's perfect because I had to explain the name of our podcast the other night. And <laughs> too, too. Uh, Ricky Ricardo, who is a host, he is the Spanish broadcasting guy for the Yankees. Yes. And yes. He, he and used to be for the Phillies, and he does shows for WIP. And he sits down in his most. At, we were at the NFL draft party in his most Ricky Ricardo voice, and he goes, "So you have to explain to me what is the rights to Ricky Sanchez?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> I said it's our Sixers podcast." He goes, "No, no, no. I understand that. I understand what that is. But why is it the rights to Ricky Sanchez?" And I was like, "Well, okay. You know how, like, that. You know what I mean." Like, so everything associated with this makes the same amount of no sense at all. So it, great. yeah. Great. So the party will Thank be great. Fi- final thing, and please come. It'll be. It'll, it was really fun last year, and it promises to be even more fun this year. And as I've said many times, if the Sixers with their three percent chance wind up with one six and eleven, it will be the greatest moment of your life, and you'll want to share that <laughs> with a bunch of other people. So the the final you'll thing. Hug a stranger. Yes. Wearing a spen- wearing like a Spencer Hawes jersey. Yes, or a homemade Sam Hankey T-shirt, which we saw several of last year. The final That's thing right. I'll say is that Mike and I have discussed doing a live podcast at the Buffalo Wild Wings. If you are listening to this and you have access, because I don't want to get my my radio station's equipment involved in this. If you are listening to this and you have access to a, a PA that you think could fill the the back room of Buffalo Wild Wings, please and and want to lend it to us if you're a listener of the podcast and want to lend it to us so we can accomplish this amazing live podcast feat, please let us know. We we will I'll give you a free t-shirt. I'll give you a free Sam Hinky t-shirt. And how about this? I'm going to throw in how about this? I I haven't discussed this with anybody yet. A Great. an autograph Marie Spates jersey. Wow. Yes. Yes, and it's the the horrible Sixers logo, like the gold one that Spates only wore for one year, his rookie year. That's perfect. Yes, you, you you're gonna want to hang this up in the at the very side of your closet. Yeah, which has been hanging up for me for now four years. So, so I, is I feel like we spent too much time on the lottery party, but it's coming up. There's only gonna be a couple of podcasts more before the lottery party. So, so there you go. I don't want to stop talking about the lottery party. How do you think it's gonna be? Because I've never, the most I've ever interacted, we had a, a couple years ago, we had a Liberty Ballers night uh, and went to the Sixers-Hawks game. Sixers the, game. The Lou Williams return. Yeah, you were there. You were there. I was. Um, and uh, that was cool. But there was it, was it was mostly like guys that we had talked to for a while. Yeah. Like, like it was like, like, I remember like JP Mel was there. Uh, there were a bunch of guys there that we like we'd seen before. Frank was there. It was like, oh, these are the guys. Like, cool. But now, in the years since then, it's you know the blog's gotten bigger. Now we have a podcast. Uh, there's going to be people that I've just that don't, you know, that don't exist. They don't don't comment. You know. Yeah. Well, what there's I'll say people that just that just absorb and consume, and I'll be like, I don't know 
who you are, why are you touching me? Well, I w- I, I'll, I'll like it and I'll ask you to keep touching me. I just, you know, I'm not going to know who you are. For- you love being touched. Well, I, I like w- being touched. That's my thing. I will say this. First of all, to that end, thank you if you're a listener, because for the third straight month, we had the most downloads we've ever had. So uh, Jan- or February, March and April in a row all had the most. You know how in Office Space, the guy said today is the worst <laughs> day of my life. And the guy's like, he's, every day is worse than the next. So every yeah. month has been more downloads than the next of the last three months. So thank yeah, you. Same thing. Same thing. I will same say, thing. so I was at that Liberty Ballers watch the Sixers meetup thing. I will say that I don't know if you're listening to this, how many of those weirdo internet you know, meetup things you've been to, and I've been to many, and I've organized several. I will say that the difference between the game, which was fun, and the party last year, is that the party actually felt like a party and not very much like a um, an internet date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> an with, internet date with like sixteen of your best y- friends on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, I've never met you before. It's a lot less that, and a lot more. Oh wow, weirdos just like me, all in one place. That yeah. th- that's what it seemed like. It was, I will say, it was it it felt very social for a bunch of people who and and I think what happens, I think the reason that you get that is because it's more just strangers that you haven't talked to. There's there's no yeah. pretense. What's there's no like you know what I mean? There's not there was no awkwardness. It was just like a sure. bunch of people who it was like a, just a bunch of Sixers fans, but in our case weirdo extreme Sixers fans. Yeah. Extremists. Yes. Absolute extremists. Uh, Dave Reuter is still uh, smarting over that. I think it was a $41 uh, Miller Lite tab that he bought everybody <laughs> to drink. So, so Dave, so Dave, uh, I, I can speak for Dave here. Uh, he will be buying everyone their first round of yes! uh, slammers at, at, uh, at slammers and a, I think shot in a beer and a slammer. Awesome. Get everybody that gets there. Yeah, I bought a. I think I bought a couple of buckets and gave them out. But yeah, well, Dave, let's make Dave's Miller Lite bill four hundred ten dollars instead of forty one dollars this year. There we go. If we can do it. So we hope to see you there again. Order your T-shirt by the end of Tuesday, May fifth. So I am gonna sleep. I'm I'm gonna sleep at your house that night. That's I am planning on doing that. Oh, that's definitely for sure. Okay, yeah, sleep at our house. Absolutely, please. Okay. It'll be. You'll and be. Then I'll. Then I'll go. I mean, we'll talk about specifics, but like, I'll just go to the airport from there, and then I'll. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, we live close to the airport, so that's good. And I'll say, I will also say that that you will be one of the last people. We're we're moving. You know, we bought a house in Delaware mm-hmm. County. We're moving there in June, so you will be probably the last guest ever to stay in my South Philly home. That's great. Yeah. And if it if it is one six and eleven, uh, I will. I'll have to. I'll have so much sexual energy. I'll have to masturbate at some point. Well, I, I was gonna say, if we get one six and eleven, buddy, I think we're gonna have to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great, man. That, that sounds great. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do it. Some guy. By the way, those who rate the podcast on iTunes, thank you. We have lots of great ratings. The last rating said, "Love the podcast." Gave it five stars. Spike's laugh is like nails on a chalkboard. So now oh, every time I laugh, I think of that. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I think Here, you have a great laugh, buddy. Here's here's what I've got. We're going to go over the Rookie of the Year vote and who left Nerlens off that vote. We're going to go over, we're going to talk about the Sixers' loss of assistant coach Chad Isky. Talk about current, or former Sixers currently in the uh NBA playoffs, or were in the NBA playoffs, who are favorites, least favorites. 
the players who declared early for the NBA draft and those who surprisingly didn't, the reports about the Sixers liking D'Angelo Russell, little Dario Saric update, some Twitter questions, a jigsaw. But I wanted to open up with something I didn't discuss with you, actually, something I was thinking about, if you don't mind. I would, I would love that. I like so, to hear what you're thinking about. So, in case you hadn't noticed, there was a little bit of a to-do this week in Philadelphia over the NFL draft and Marcus Mariota, in case you hadn't paid attention. And I was at, what was I at? I was at, oh, I was at the, the Eagles draft party at Lincoln Financial Field. And I was thinking about it, and this was the lead up to would they, would they not trade for Marcus Mar- for the second pick so they can draft, draft right. Marcus Mariota. And I put on my hinky glasses for a moment, and I was thinking about the entire like, lead up to this. And I thought back to when Chip Kelly was on national TV during one of the bowl games. Maybe it was the, the national championship game. And he basically like raved about Marcus Mariota. Said that he was like Peyton Manning, but a better athlete. He essentially said that. Like, he used some version of those words. And through my hinky glasses, I thought to myself, if he really wanted that guy, if he actually wanted him, that was really, really, really stupid. And I know at the end of the day, you have to figure, well, they're going to know that you want him anyway, if you, if you actually want him. But still, he, Chip Kelly is a very, like, win the day. Like, that's his thing, win the day. You know, every day you want to you wanna come out a little bit ahead, and at the end you'll be a lot ahead. And that's a very uh-huh. Sam Hinkie thing, too. You know, every small little advantage or disadvantage hurts you or helps you, and they add up. And I just thought to myself, and it, it made me even think, maybe he doesn't want him at all, because if he does want him, that seems like a really, really dumb thing to do. And it, it seems like Ch- Chip Kelly, I think we, if you're a hinky guy, you're probably, at least up until this point, were a, a Chip Kelly guy, because they both seem like smart, forward-thinking guys. But does, does that sound crazy to you, or does that sound sort of, does that sound right? No, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. It just seems like... Um, the the persona that Chip wanted to wanted to put out there is that like he's got this like big dick that he's swinging around and being like I don't even care if people know what I want I'm gonna go get it anyway yeah you know um and we'll never know I, we'll never know how much he wanted it or how much we don't we don't know really know any of the specifics of any of this. right so and you never will I mean, yeah you, you you can't really trust you know there was a that, those multiple reports come, that came out like right before the draft last year yeah that it was like. Hinky really wants Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Hinky's going to trade everything in the world to get Wiggins. And it's like, well, I'm like, no. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. Um, but uh, that might have been the case. And they're saying they're saying never. But um, And we've we've talked to people that have confirmed. But um, you just don't know. Yeah. You just, you just really don't know. So uh, um, I, I tend to go with you a little bit on that. I think uh, – I think you look at him and he's just like, why would you tell, why would you say that? Yeah. If it was true. Um, and, and I, I wanted, I wanted Mariota just for the, just for the fun. Oh yeah. It would have been. And honestly, for my job, it would have been just the greatest thing ever. I, the, what was the other thing I was saying? Oh, and then 
And, and especially with the fact that Chip does not like talking to the media. He doesn't. He avoids it at every opportunity. He only does it when he has to. So the fact that he he did not have to go on TV for at the national championship game and do an interview. So not only did he choose to go on TV, because at the time we had we were having like a pre-show meeting for Mike and Ike one day. After he did that, I said I said to everyone at that time I said, oh well, this is Chip trying to do Marcus Mariota a solid and get him drafted as high as possible, knowing that he had no interest in him. Because otherwise, why would you do that? It just it didn't it didn't add up to me. So that's all. And I thought I agree with you. It would have been the. I was at that draft party, and there, it, I've never seen more people at this draft party. There were like thousands of people at this draft party at the link. The look on their faces after Tennessee just picked Mariota, it was, it was as, to liken it to something basketball-wise, it was as if you had a two-point lead, there were .4 seconds left, and the other team hit a full court shot to win the game. Like too stunned to even be upset. Nobody moved, nobody was upset, nobody was like there were like three boos, nobody left. They all just stood there staring at the TV. I I think everyone had talked themselves into the fact that that was actually happening. It was a really shocking moment when it didn't. Yeah. That's all I got. I was, yeah, sorry. I got nothing back for you. Oh, okay. But I'm on board. So, what was I going to say here? Oh, right. So the the what's it called? The uh, so Nerlens did not win as a surprise to almost nobody. Nerlens did not win NBA Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins, to the surprise of also about nobody, did not but win. I or I did think win. you were you were surprised. You thought you thought he was going to win. I think. Or Wait, you thought Nerlens was going to win. Gonna, yeah, because you were like, why wouldn't they vote for him? They should vote for him. I think they're going to vote for him. Uh, no, I thought that he would get more votes than we thought he would get. And I thought, hey, man, this is a little more possible than we think it is. But if you had made me bet on who was going to win, I I thought there was a yeah. little bit of, I, and I still believe this, actually, there was a little bit of weird group think into that everyone was voting for Wiggins because they thought Wiggins was going to win almost like a yeah. presidential election like of why people don't vote so I thought exactly. I thought everyone talked themselves into it a little bit and not that I thought he was bad or, or undeserving of a vote or anything but I thought I still think Nerland should have won but Wiggins won Miritich was second Nerlens was third which I thought was a pretty good showing I did think he'd end up with more first place votes than he got and I was surprised at how many ballots he was left off of but that's my 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 bit on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy, like how you could leave him off a ballot. That that'd be my thing. Yeah, and, and um, there were some notables sort of like, that how left him off. you think that like Marcus Smart was yes. like was more important or better? Like, I don't know. I don't really understand. Like I was, you can see the Chris Broussard, like the, the notables. Broussard left him off. Yeah, well, I'm happy that Broussard left him off. It yeah. means that we're doing a good thing. We're doing we're doing right on. Let's see. Chris Mannix had him on. He had him as third. Like I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who had him at third. I think he was one. But if you have Wiggins and Miritich ahead of him, as long as you're one and two are, are Wiggins and well, actually, I don't know. If you had Miritich and Peyton ahead of him, I just I think you have to have him in the top three somewhere. If if you have Mir, let me let me I'll say this. If you don't have Wiggins number one, you might as well have him three or off your ballot completely because I, I don't know it. So who else had him? Broussard had him off. Windorf. That makes that makes that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't even know what I was trying to say. I'm glad that it made sense to you. Then. And yeah, whatever you said made sense. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the people who did have him on were Molly Sullivan. Yep. 
and Keith Pompey. Yep. And Mike Breen. Yeah. How about that? Which Mike is Breen. surprising. I think Mike Breen called the game. I think people were saying in the Liberty Ballers email list um, that Mike Breen called the game against the Knicks, uh, where Nerlens kind of went off. Uh, which probably I think that helped. Might have affected. Yeah. I do think it's funny that and and you know we. We don't talk about Simmons all that much, but we do talk. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, not, maybe online. I don't think in the, the podcast we talk about him a ton. Certainly not as much as his fuckface employee, Andrew Sharp. <laughs> but I did think it was interesting, because I've said a million times that Simmons is trolling, Simmons is trolling, Simmons. He never mentioned Nerlens Noel in any Rookie of the Year conversation, ever. And he had him second. <laughs> so so I, I think that just, it confirmed for me that he seems like a guy that would troll but would not troll with his vote, that he would take the yeah. vote seriously. He had Wiggins one, Noel third, and, and Miritich. Noel second, and Miritich third. So, yeah. So that's about it. Do you have anything else on the, the Rookie of the Year thing? Yes? Uh, no? Maybe? No. I mean, Zach Lowe yeah. had him third. And, and Beat will win it next year. That would be awesome. Would love to. Oh, uh, Ramona Shelbourne had him off of it, too. Had Alfred Payton third. So I'm just I'm talking about... I mean, there were some people like... That someone had Jordan Clarkson. Somebody I said they're had, number three. Wasn't it Jordan Jordan Clarkson and Marcus Smart were the other were the other three, two on there? Or yeah, there was somebody else. Yeah, uh, Clarkson, Mike Rice from Comcast Sportsnet Northwest had Clarkson third. Uh, Mike Gorman from Comcast Sportsnet had Marcus Smart third. I think those oh. were the other ones. Well, fuck them. Yeah, we'll fuck them all. Back. Yeah, I think as long as Embiid's healthy, Embiid wins it next year. I mean that yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. So. So rookie of the year off of there. Uh, Sixers lost uh, assistant coach Chad Iskey to George Carl and his his Sacramento Kings staff. I think Bodner had mentioned that George Carl had a relationship with Iskey prior. Yeah. Yeah, he Iskey was on the Denver Nuggets staff <laughs> that that Carl had before, uh, but he's being his first assistant over there, which is pretty cool because he was not that. This is a promotion, which is so good for him. Yeah, I don't I don't have much else. I don't. You know, it's hard to know exactly what all of those guys do. He seemed Iski seemed like a an important important ish guy. You know, I don't I don't think lose, I don't think losing an assistant coach is going to ruin you ever. But no, no, no. you know, it's or, or is going. To, but it's he seemed like an important guy. So I I don't profess to know exactly how he was important, but it seemed like right. he was. The, the the most important assistant to me looks like Lloyd Pierce. Yes, he seems like a guy that like I don't I don't want to lose. I like this guy a lot too. He coached one of the summer league teams, um, one of the Sixers summer league teams. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you you, de- you start getting a good reputation for developing young talent and developing uh, young assistants, and people are going to get poached. It's going to happen. I'm surprised it's happening this soon. It's already it's two years in a row. Because uh, Foster, Greg Foster, oh, yeah. left last year. Um, but you know, well, another thing is, it seems like on all teams there are a lot of assistant coaches. Like, holy cow! It seems like there's five guys that every team has, like, just a lot of assistant coaches. More. Yeah, it's like it's like camp counselors. Yeah, there's there's like, if you if an NBA team was a private school. And you saw the coach to player ratio, you would love it. If if you yeah, assume it to student teacher ratio, there's like one coach for every two players. I mean, it yeah. seems pretty out of control actually, the number of coaches that there are. So 
what do you want to do here? Do you want to do the former Sixers in the playoffs? Because there there are a shit ton of them, or at least there were in the first round. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the D'Angelo Russell stuff? Do you want to talk about the early draft entries? Because the draft stuff is going to be more you than me. So you tell me what you're. What let's, you're talk about, let's talk about the playoffs. So playoffs in general, except for it's amazing. The one I know you're in LA, so this is not problematic for you. But the one series that is actually really worth watching starts at ten thirty at night every night, and for any normal working grown up on the East Coast is really really difficult to watch it's irresponsible almost i i and i understand that the games you got to start the game can and i know everyone in la gets there late anyway but can you start it at least at 9 30 or something during the week so i, I can at least catch the first half a 10 30 game ends after one in the morning you know well, the idea is that you can you know both games you you play the early game and yeah. then that game ends and then they start the late game. That is the idea is like trying to get the most watchability so they're not overlapping. I think that's the idea. The problem was is that the games that they were that they were trying to accommodate early on were just yeah. awful to watch. I mean yeah. that that Bucks Bulls series was awful. Nets Hawks is oh boy it was re- really awful to watch. I mean the only. The only thing that was exciting for me in Nets Hawks was the fact that it looked like maybe just maybe the Nets could beat them and I would have enjoyed that. But yeah. the the Warriors Pelican series was good just because you were watching the Warriors and Anthony Davis, but and that, that the finish of that one game was great. But overall, it seems like these, you know, the series were pretty weren't weren't that fun to watch. So, it's been I, I really bummer. liked Warriors Warriors Pelicans. Really? That was great. Yeah, a bunch of great stuff happened there. It was just fun. But but yeah, I mean Clippers Spurs is insane. I got a bunch of Clippers friends out here. They're not feeling good. Uh I believe did I say Spurs in seven? Is that is that what I said? And you said I think we the both same? Yeah, I think we uh I don't know how many. Maybe I said six or seven, but it was something. Yeah, there's like no that. way to look back. It's cool. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> it's not on the internet. It's no, there's no, no, no way no, to listen. On. Somebody said I, I I was I was with our, our week without a Ricky, and I'm sorry that was my fault. It was Val's birthday and we went away. But somebody said, Hey man, I was so bored. I went back and listened to one from December. Man, you really nailed Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we we both picked the Spurs. I did say that the Clipper I'll tell you, man, like the Clippers are pretty good. It's just they are super thin. There's just so thin. You're bringing in big baby and you he's know not, he's out. Uh, yeah, he was sure. out for the. He would, but he was in. You know, right. if that's if right. that's your bench, your number one guy off the bench is. I guess it goes Jamal Crawford and then Big Baby and then Spencer Hawes. Hilariously, is basically unplayable. And then he's, all, well, he's got to, they got to play him tonight. They, yeah. they have to play him tonight. It'd be great. Game if seven. He Bring some game seven Hawes. It's gonna be flashbacks <laughs> of that Bucks game where Spencer hit the game winner off one foot in the corner. I'll tell Brand, you though, Brandon Galton had a. Had a fucking hardy. Yeah. <laughs> they he, he, that signing pretty bad. Not looking like a great one for the no, Clippers. I mean, four years. Our, they gave him four years. Yeah. What was it? Five million a year? Six million a year? Something like that. Here's, here's the thing. The Sixers will will take Spencer Hawes off no. the Clippers' hands. Nope. And get like a first round pick out of the deal. Just I don't to want get, it. Get out from under it. No, I don't want. I don't want. Hawes Spencer. coming back. Hawes is coming back. So Hawes, go back home, baby. So former Sixers in the playoffs. Yeah, talk about that series at first. So there's Clippers, Spurs, where we have Hawes, Matt Barnes, 
And is there anybody else? Is that the are those the only two in that series? I believe. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no way any Sixer from it's the, on the Spurs would yeah. ever play for the Spurs. Yeah. Okay, Warriors have Iggy Spates, and Iguodala, Spades. Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday. Yep. Um, Pelicans had nobody. The Pelicans, oh, was, Pelicans had yes. Drew. Pelicans Drew. had Drew Holiday. Hawks, Elton Brand, uh, Nets, Thaddeus Young. Uh, Kyle Korver also. Oh, Kyle Korver, obviously. Trailblazers, mm-hmm. um, isn't what's his name? Darrell Wright. Darrell Wright and uh, future Sixers, CJ McCollum. Hopefully. That yeah, we discussed that in a, in a private short email. Um, Raptors and Wizards. Hmm, I don't think anybody. Lou, Lou, Lou Williams. Oh, right, of course, Lou Williams. Then Bucks, obviously, with Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. Um, anybody on the Bulls? I don't think so. Uh, Nazi Muhammad. Oh, geez, I forgot he was on the Bulls. There you yeah. go. Celtics, obviously, with Evan fucking Turner. Evan, hello. Cavaliers, anybody? Nope. nope. Nobody. Mavericks, don't think so. Dall- not Dallin Bear's gone, right? Yeah. Is uh, he there? No, Dallin Bear. No. I don't know. This is a terrible part of the podcast. And, the, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this whole part of the podcast. And the Rockets. <laughs> so if – let me ask KJ. you. Let me uh, – well, he's barely part of the Rockets. So he, I don't think he's played one minute so far for the Rockets in the playoffs. Definitely so, will not. So I would say – let me ask you this. The one sixer who made it to the playoffs, and we'll include all of them, who made it to the playoffs – I'll give you three questions. One sixer who made it to the playoffs, who you would most like to see succeed? Oh, um, Andre, for sure. Okay. For sure, for sure, for sure. Which, which sucks because they don't want Spades to succeed and they kind of, their fates are intertwined. Yes, they are. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Andre. Okay. Sixer who you would most like not to succeed? Uh, it's tough. I really go back and forth with Evan. Like I sometimes I'm like oh he had a tough go of it I hope he does well other times I'm like die die don't do anything yeah. well um, I sort of forced them. you to take the pro Evan stance because I became so negative in everything yeah some, sometimes in this podcast we have to disagree yeah a lot of times we agree sometimes we have to disagree <laughs> um who else I mean I never really liked Matt Barnes. But yeah. like, I don't even like consider him a sixer, really. Yeah. Um, I've really come around on Lou Williams after his yeah. time with the Sixers. I have no interest in him ever coming back. But we we did we've I, discussed this before. We did sort of under appreciate him a little bit. He was better than we thought. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it also just wasn't the team for him. Yes. Like on a, on a really mediocre team, which like. Maybe the Raptors are also that team, but on a really mediocre team, watching Lou Williams like not not contribute to team basketball and just like maybe win a game here here there and like I I played NBA Live 2010 last night with my buddy. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big it was a pretty big Friday night, uh, and and Lou Williams was on the Sixers and they were 41 and 41. It was just like it was just funny it's to perfect. see them scroll through and be like, "Oh, forty-one and forty-one, great." That's that's what those times were like. I remember, um, but yeah, Lou on that team was not was not great. And he just 
but but not watching him has helped because he just plays he plays very under control. Yes. Um, in terms of like his shot is almost his release is almost very slow. Like he just seems like he's kind of moving at his pace. Um, and I don't think there are many guys in the league that that can really like still get the shots that they want while still like playing under control. He is. There's very few guys, and we've talked about this before. There's there's not always a huge need for like the prototypical six man guy, and there's not right. a lot of guys that are good at it. But he is that guy. Like if you need that guy, he's very good at that. He is good at. Put him in, putting him in there for 18 minutes, and if he gets hot, he can sort of carry you for a while. It's it's really what Monte Ellis should be, I think. I mean, there's he. I think he's and Lou obviously far more efficient than Monte Monte Ellis, but I think I think Lou. So last guy, last question: okay. If you could have any one guy back right now for the Sixers that made the playoffs this year, who would it be? This second, like for for like these future seasons, yeah. I mean, you got we got to talk contract. It's, yeah. so it's not it's not like an ideal whatever. Um, God, I want to say Spencer just to fuck with everyone. That's I the really want to say it. This is my inner monologue. Do I say Spencer? Do I say Spencer? Um, I mean, like, there's so many things to consider. Like, I I would want to have Iguodala back because he's great, but at the same time, like, I'm happy that he's succeeding elsewhere. Right. Like, I don't want to pull him from that. Uh, Oh, Thad. Thad on the Nets. We forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Nobody. I, I, hope they're all, I hope they're all happy. Justin Holiday. Okay. That's what I want. The player I'd like least to succeed is Evan Turner. The <laughs> player I... Than, more than MCW? Yes. I don't really... Like, Evan Turner made me mad. I just don't think MCW is good. There's a, I, I know it, I, I ended up taking sort of a stance, but my MCW stance was all about basketball. It was, it was never like, this guy is making me mad. It hit a couple of points. I, like, I remember communicating with you, sending you an email, just like, I can't take him anymore. Like, why is he shooting this many? Like, I'm out yeah. 100%. I think that was in December when I was just like, I'm gone. I'm out. No more. But yeah. Evan like just seemed was the entire package and does not seem like a bad person but it's him or spencer and i i it's still him it's still him yeah. because his did fa- you, did spencer didn't have any fans besides you evan turner has <laughs> had like a cult of people and they i uh every time i almost text you every time i text you spencer is right underneath you on my phone oh really? he is <laughs> he is right there and i am I am very close to just accidentally being like, whoop, so when's the Ricky spent? Oh, yeah. my bad. <laughs> the guy who I most want to succeed is Iguodala because I'd love for him to get a ring. And yeah. the guy that I would want back is Elton Brand because oh, that's sweet. I think he is a you know good quote-unquote clubhouse guy, and I wouldn't sure. mind playing Elton for seven minutes a night. Like I, yeah, I would do. Know. I would. Um, if we're if we're losing Luke and Jay Rich this year, I would not mind uh, an, an Elton coming back and just like being being a nice man for like yeah a year three million here have three million dollars to like hang out and like talk to kids absolutely yeah so before we get to the wait wait oh, I, wait what? did you see did you see Le- LeBron just fucking punk oh. Evan yeah I I I think I retweeted everyone who posted that vine and <laughs> it was. <laughs> 
I watched that Vine so many. That was like a guaranteed retweet. That, that was like, if you're going to post that Vine, I'm going to retweet you. Yeah, Every different angle. You said, you said uh, not going to bed, just going to stay up watching this Vine on loop. I watched it a hundred times, at least a hundred times over and over again. And then just seeing LeBron go, you tried. Like, because Le- <laughs> I blocked it. You here, tried. Yeah. Here's, an, it. here's another thing that is awesome. LeBron fucking hates Evan Turner. Yeah, he, he does. does. He yeah. hates Evan Turner because Evan Turner, he, because Evan Turner legitimately thinks he's really good and, and it drives LeBron nuts. He hates yeah. Evan Turner. And yeah. I love that. It's that so was the, such a great block. And then the other thing was, I was talking to, I think on Twitter I exchanged, or maybe it was a direct message, exchange with with Jake's dad, Mr. L.L. Pavorsky of L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers on Walnut Street, that it looked like even if LeBron wasn't there, the dunk was going to come up below the rim. Like It didn't look like Evan was even going to be able to dunk it. it, it depends. So LeBron bailed him out is what you're saying. What's that? Yes. LeBron bailed him out. the lesser of two evils, the yes. rim or the best player in basketball. Yes, because getting blocked by LeBron James, it happens. Getting blocked by the rim, that is like that shacked in a fool you know, yeah, like level stuff. Exactly. So. Uh, before we get to the D'Angelo Russell early entry stuff, wait, I want to talk about oh. the Hawks, the Hawks Wizard series next. Who, who, do, oh. what is the podcast stance on it? Well, I will say, after laying dormant for a little while, Andrew Sharp pissed me off again this week with his. Talk to me. Well, of course, MCW has his one game in one yeah. good game in three and a half months. And he, yep. he, he tweets something about, like, you know, MCW looking like, maybe looking like a piece and has a great game in the playoffs and we're celebrating our 2021 championship. Um, he, he just fucking, so when he had a good game, a, a bad game, and they lost by 50, I, I took a shot back at him. Like, I, I Andrew Sharp, once, he was moving into the hey maybe he's not such a bad guy portion of my brain, <laughs> but now he is. He's a let me here let me say this completely honestly. Andrew Sharp is a bad guy. He's a bad guy, and <laughs> and here's what I want for him. Whatever will make him like the, the make his future basketball future more miserable. That's what I want for this series. So so your so your your Andrew Sharp hate supersedes your Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Five players win the player of the month. Yes, a hundred percent. I I hate Andrew Sharp with every fiber of my living being. I I think I, I'm thinking here are the two things that end up best f- for me is that. The one thing is if they are just completely obliterated, just swept, look yeah. horrible. Because right. if, if the Hawks do play, quote-unquote, the right way, the Wizards play, <laughs> quote-unquote, the wrong way. So the, right. I think there is, and the, the, Wizard, the, the Hawks crush them during the year. So there's that. I think the other thing has to be they go seven, they lose on a last-second shot, and they're fooled into thinking that Randy Whitman is the right coach, and they just keep along the same path. Uh, ensuring, well, I think they already do because they swept the Raptors. I think we already have that in our pocket. But that we know that that out. is we know that that is bullshit, right? I mean that the the Raptors are have given up. The Raptors gave up months ago, so the fact that they swept them does not really mean much of anything. What are you hoping? Oh no, it doesn't. I don't. I'm not sure. I I, <laughs> I think uh, I think 
if if the Wizards win one game, then then we'll if they they sweep a first round series and then lose to the Hawks in five, they can rationalize doing the same exact thing they've been doing. Okay, good. So so let's say Hawks in five. Podcast's official stance is Hawks in five. Okay, I'll take that. A gentleman's sweep, as they say. A gentleman's sweep. And a gentleman's five-year extension for Randy Whitman. Yes, would love that. Would love every part of that. By the way, <laughs> I, I still think... Oh, and that... You know, it's funny. I don't even think we have time to talk about this because I only have 20 minutes left. But the Kelly Olenek thing and the Kevin Love thing, it's so funny how people... It's either a dirty play or it's not. You know what I mean? Like, if... that People like Simmons will conclude that if Kelly Olenek did not intend to hurt... Kevin Love, then that makes it not a dirty play. You know, like mm-hmm. the ball was going like out of bounds. You know what I mean? Like he was holding on to him when he didn't have to be holding on to him. At the very yeah. least, it was an irresponsible, douchey kind of play. You know what I mean? Which, like, which is something you do all the time. Like people do that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm, like I'm pissed off and I'm going to kind of be a dick here. Yeah. But like, I don't think that makes him like a, a violently bad guy. No, no. I don't think he's a he's bad can, guy. He's Canadian. You can't be a bad guy if you're Canadian. It's impossible. Um, are there any bad guys that are Canadian? Let me think. Nickelback guys all seem like decent enough guys. Rush, yeah, Drake. Maybe, maybe like misguided, but Steve but Nash. Shitty guys. Yeah. Final That's thing well, before well, we get well. to Sixers draft stuff. The the Rocket social media guy that got fired because of his. Oh yeah, I want to hear your take on this horse gun thing. Well, I have two takes. Wait, wait, explain it because people might not know what you're talking about. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what this is, then I don't even know. <laughs> what are you? Wow, you are really a Sixers person. So during <laughs> come the, on, just say it. During the at the end of the so the Rockets are beating the Mavs in the fi- what ended up being the final game of the series and the Rockets Twitter, which is a good Twitter, I think in the le- in the in the in the spectrum of the Sixers Twitter, like the snarky mm-hmm. Twitter, posts a horse emoji with a gun emoji next to it, and it was like, shh, quiet, it'll, it'll all be over soon. Right. Um, which I thought was hilarious. So, so of course, and then... The, and I thought, I thought it was a little bit in poor taste. Okay. So the Mavericks, that's fine. The Mavericks, the Mavericks Twitter responds all butthurt. Oh, you know, you know. That's a little too far, but good luck in the next round or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just like all like sad boyfriend. Yeah. Sad ex-boyfriend being like, well, yeah. it was good to see you. Yeah, we don't we do not do Twitter stuff like that. Jeez. Yeah, you you didn't have to bring horses into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so. We're mavericks, okay? We're mavericks. <laughs> we ride horses, all right? So <laughs> we ride them. We all have horses. So That's how every tweet should be read, I think. So then, of course, of course, like the... I don't even know if anyone was up in arms. That's the thing, is that it's super straw manny in that I don't even know if anyone thought it was like really bad. You know, there is yeah. like these the the Twitter like like the social media police that like find anyone who does anything that's even a little bit wrong or not of their opinion and sort of shame them for it, you know? Uh-huh. So uh, so this kid gets fired. The Rockets fire the social media guy for doing the horse gun emoji. Now, here's the first thing. These jobs, and I apologize if the Rocket social media guy is not this job or if you hold this job and you don't you don't think that this is you. But by and large, the people running social media accounts for sports teams 
are young up and coming people who know more about social media than their bosses do. And yeah. and and they are paid to get attention. And if they are not getting attention, then they are then their boss who doesn't who likely doesn't really understand social media is telling them why aren't you getting us, us enough attention. And I will say that the Rockets and many NBA the Sixers just got a bunch of credit for doing it are the NBA social media accounts have been lauded for sort of pushing it and having a personality. Including your Hawks. Yes, including my Hawks. So then, so by and large, these guys, and again, I apologize if this is not you, are underpaid young employees, not young in that they're Jake, like 14, but they're just out of college. You know, they're 23 year old people who just want to put something like this on their resume, and they have very little instruction by and large because their bosses don't understand it like they do. And because they work so cheap, and because everyone wants to do it, they are easily replaceable. And I'm not saying that these people aren't good at their jobs because they are, but there's so many people that understand it and would want to do it that, like, a team, a major company like the Rockets would rather just like not deal with the backlash of having this guy work for them and would just fire them. So I think it is disgraceful that the guy got fired. And and it's not like he wasn't like he was horsest. It wasn't like racist or sexist (laughs) or it's just like they that's what they do to horses when they're they're like in really bad shape. They they kill them like that's what they do. That's a real thing. And I'm sorry that they do that to horses. But it's like I don't know. I thought it was funny. You can't fire them. You you have to you have to you have to give him a talking to you can suspend him. You can apologize. But firing him, I thought was way out of line so that's my I take. think I, I absolutely agree with firing him. And, and I definitely was like I wouldn't have posted it I think if you're like any sort of like murder you know mur- like we beat you and it's murder and like yeah. this is war or something it's just like no just like tone it down like hey great game like we're happy to be winning like it's tough because you want to stand out and you want it to be like you want it to be like ooh someone go like ooh cold blooded but like yeah, that it was just like a little too much it's just a little too much. Yeah, and a little too much. And and this wasn't a reaction for a little too much, if that's what you thought. No, it was. no, it wasn't. It and, wasn't. But and I think people are like, hey, like we can replace this guy so quickly, yeah. like we'll fire him, whatever, fire him. We gotta do something. Hey, we fired him. Look, we fired him. And See? and the reality is that most most tweets or most of this stuff that actually works that becomes viral somebody will define as a little too much most times you know what i mean like it's somebody even like we all love Embiid on twitter and sometimes you know if you're his boss or something you think well you might be pushing it a little bit that's that's the you know what i mean to yeah. push it a little bit so yeah. whatever so horsists or horse protectors everywhere a win for them because uh, <laughs> you you will likely never see a gun and a horse emoji in the same pro sports tweet ever again so congratulations so yeah, that's solid. so why don't you tell me who declared and who is going back to school that you were surprised not surprised amped disappointed why don't you give me a little of that um, well Chris Dunn is was one of my favorite prospects. He was a point guard out of Providence. Um, and he's going back to school. He's now going to be, I think, 21 or 22 by the time he comes out next year. But he's weirdly still has so much potential. So the, it was it was actually one of those things where he probably would have gotten drafted late lottery unless he like his stock really bumped up from 
from workouts. Mm-hmm. He probably would have gotten drafted late lottery. And next year, which is, was originally looking like a weaker field, um, was uh, he could he could have been he could potentially be like a top five or ten pick. So I mean, worst case scenario, he get he goes in the twenties last year this year. Okay, but uh, I mean, he was going to be a first round pick. So so for me, it's like it's hard to tell a guy when you're going to go in the first round to not go. Right. You know, it's guaranteed money. You're going to get guaranteed money. And Chris Dunn has had injury problems. He's super bouncy. He's uh, he's a very exciting ball handler. I mean, he's definitely rough around the edges, but there's some there's some impressive stuff about him getting getting wherever he wants on the court. And I, f- I absolutely fell in love with him this season, and I really really wanted the Sixers to draft him. But it works out because the Sixers are going to have more picks next year anyway. So hopefully, with one of those picks, Chris Dunn is a guy who will be a Sixer eventually. That being said, I still would have told him to go out because it's like, buddy, guaranteed money. Stuff. Yeah. Um, Christian Wood is a guy that was supposed to he, he, it looked like he was going to stay in school at UNLV and then at the last minute I think UNLV might have gotten gotten like a big time commit uh, a guy named Steven Zimmerman who is a 7 foot white guy who's athletic he's going to be fun at the college level and you should pay attention to him a little bit is um, he American white guy? American white guy yeah Steven I'm out, Zimmerman. I'm out. Uh, sorry buddy uh but he's like athletic. He's it's always it's funny to see like a seven foot athletic like McBob. It's it's yeah like a little a little like, taller than McBob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, McBob's not as dunky as he used to be. Yeah, well, but, uh, but yeah, Zim, Zim is pretty. Big Zim is pretty. Uh, or like Z- pretty uh, Cody Zeller is a athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so Christian Wood is going to come out of the draft, and uh, he's super long and athletic, and um, one of my favorite. Uh, prospects that people are not paying attention to. I like him more than Bobby Portis, who is Jake's favorite prospect. Um, Bobby Portis just seems boring to me. He's just like, yeah, he'll do his thing, but like, let me come on. Let me remind everyone that Jake's favorite prospect last year was that uh, doofus that's on Charlotte that never plays. Um, the big slow guy. Um, the the not not um, not a white guy, black guy. Um, uh, would they pick him like seventh? Hold oh, Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley. Yeah, that was his his big pick last year. So I'm, I'm yeah, not trying Port- to discredit. Portis is Portis is like he. I think his, his. I think Jake and Jake doesn't listen to podcasts. By the way, he doesn't know how. He's too young. Yes, uh, he has no so, idea. so we can talk about him all we. That's want. why we can't have him on because he doesn't even right. know what it is. We've asked he's him a little, yeah, several he's like, times. Jake, we don't. You have no capability of doing this. Uh, yeah. He's busy. Bobby Portis. His trying to Portis, color Portis inside the lines. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, his scouting report on Portis is like he's everything you want Noah Vonley to be. So it's perfect that like he brought up because <laughs> that's that's just, this, just he's just fetishizing the same player again. And again. <laughs> I didn't uh, even know that. That's funny. So good. Um, Jacob or Jakob Pertle, who is the another seven foot white guy on Utah. If you remember watching him at all, um, uh, earlier in the season people were talking about him talking to him was like hey you're like rising up mock draft boards like you're in the first round and he had no idea what they meant like he just didn't understand the concept of like why would he be on a list somewhere who is paying attention to him in the NBA draft he's this like 17 year old kid from like Germany or wherever he's from I'm not sure um, but anyway he's staying in school because he just didn't know that the draft existed and yeah. now he does and uh, he'll eating, come out next year maybe he's eating like 
applesauce somewhere with Jake. Yeah, 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 with Jake. Yeah. Um, Karis Levert is okay. staying in school. That's a that's a pretty big surprise. He's going to come back for his senior season. Uh, he's Michigan. He's a, he's a wing. He's very rangy. Uh, he's a good shooter. He's got a he's got a mid range game that I think will be solid. I really like him a lot. And uh, he's a guy that I, I thought the Sixers would target because he tore his ACL. Um, and I thought the Sixers would target him as like, a, hey, people are forgetting about him a little bit. In, in the same way I liked Spencer Dinwiddie last year, who I still like very much, um, as in like a uh, guy that's undervalued and we could we could work with him if he's if he's healthy. Um, Arvidas mm-hmm. Sabonis' kid staying in school, Gonzaga. His name is Demontis Sabonis. That's good news. Uh, Chad Ford's favorite prospect, Malik Pope, who who has been like who had randomly appeared on every one of Chad's like mock lottery boards, even though everybody else had him like way later or coming out next year. Malik Pope staying in school. Um, Buddy Heald, who is uh, one of the best scorers in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma. Uh, I think that he's a guy that the Sixers could have taken. In the second round, to add to that, like wing, wing display of, of of shooty guys that they have, he is staying in school. Ron Baker, Wichita State, and Fred Van Vliet, who's the point guard on that team, but Ron Baker is more of the pro prospect. Baker also staying in school. Everybody else, uh, it's a, it's it sort of. I mean, Stanley Johnson almost didn't. You see, you could see him want to want to kind of stay in school. Like he left a bad taste in his mouth losing the way they did, um, but he's coming out. And uh, really what this means is, I mean, if Christian Wood stayed in school, then it would be even better. But I think those couple guys uh, not going out, especially Pirtle and, and Levert and Pope to some extent, um, and definitely done. Um, the 2016 draft, which was, which was looking weaker and more foreign-based, a, a lot of the guys that are, uh, that are at the top of the boards are, are more international. Um, but because some guys are staying, it's like, oh, 2016 draft, not as bad, uh, which is a good sign for the Sixers potentially not getting all of their picks. At least Oklahoma City's pick is not conveying this year, uh, and possibly not Lakers or Heat. Um, I wish you knew anything about the draft. We could talk about this kind yeah, of stuff. Well, when are you going to start? When are you going to start watching YouTube videos? Um, uh, three weeks before the draft, uh, probably after the lottery, when okay. I have a, a sort of a better idea. I'll tell you. I think it's funny, and maybe, maybe not. But I do think my stupid big board swung some people. As many people, I hated it. I feel like people like Hazonia better now. <laughs> Yeah. I, feel, yeah, I feel like he's his stock has, since that time ish like has risen a little bit. Um, I'll tell you, his YouTube is the best. <laughs> Let me. Well, so I will also, say Wesley Wesley Share wrote a nice uh, yes, yeah, go nice read that Arizona article as well. I thought he did a good job. I think the new writers at Liberty Ballers, by the way, have done an excellent job. By the way, so yeah, they're far. great. I've been, they're I've great. been. Do you know so? Um, who's the guy, the new guy that his, uh, his, wait, hold on. Let me find his name. Funny, quick Liberty Baller show. We only have 10 minutes left. So, but this is, it's funny enough for me to 
bring up to you? Seamus? Seamus Clancy? No, not Seamus. Where are the other? Where's the Mark, Mark, Mark Whittington? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Mark Whittington. So Jake was telling me who the new writers were. And I was like, I don't know who Mark Whittington is. Who is he? And he, oh, I told you this. And he was like, he writes fan posts a lot. He writes under the name A Blind Guy. And I was like, hey, Jake, is he blind? And he was <laughs> like, wait a minute. I don't know. There's no way he's blind. And I was like, dude, I am sure that blind people follow basketball and are clearly, obviously able to write. I was like, not that it would be a bad thing. It might actually be a really cool thing to say. But do you know, cool. do you know, in fact, if he is blind or not? I, he was like, I feel like I can't ask. <laughs> I definitely spooked him that uh, that he may have not bad or or good, but unknowingly hired a blind basketball writer for Liberty Ballers. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not blind. Maybe he's blind. He'll, he'll let us know okay. after listening to this. Yeah, uh, but I'm pretty sure Mark's not blind. He's, I mean, he's posting impressive, you know, uh, pictures of game action. I don't know. Have you watched Daredevil? That guy can beat the crap out of people, and he's blind. Yeah, but, so. yeah, but can you? I mean, can you analyze basketball? Like, why, can you analyze watching basketball if you're not? I mean, it'd be very cool. I, I would love to. I would love to see that. So, Dare, also, Daredevil is a really big basketball fan. That's oh, what really? That that's guy. Like a lot of cut. A lot of scenes got cut of him just like watching, watching basketball and like and like scouting like the pick and roll, like the roll man. So there is a report that the Sixers love D'Angelo Russell. I don't put any stock. Not that they don't love D'Angelo Russell, but I put zero stock into the report. Sam Hankey doesn't talk to anybody. So that's all. Sam Hankey doesn't talk to anybody. Not even his scouts at this point. There's no way he's like, hey, these are guys that I like. Uh, What Hankey will do is he'll be like, hey, what do you think? What do you think about him? And uh, and they'll respond. He'll be like, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. just not. He's not going to talk. He's not going to talk yet. So I don't. I don't uh, really even know what to say about that, other than maybe they do and maybe they don't. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't know. And I, here's the other thing: is that I feel like sort of we have a sense of what kind of player and they they like and what kind of player they don't like, but not I, enough. I don't know that we do yet. Yeah, I really only don't know sort of. I, I think you know, like. But I think it's two way players. I think it's the idea of, of guys that can play two ways. But other than that, I really don't. I really don't know. Yeah. So because they're still looking for superstars. So right. it, they they value superstars, the guy that can that can really control the game, close to dominate the game on both ends of the court. Uh, do you want to do? We have eight minutes left. Do you want to do some Twitter questions and then a jigsaw? Do you want to skip the jigsaw? Do more Twitter questions? What do you want to do? How do you feel about Dario Saric? Oh right, we we're going to talk about Dario. I I don't know. I I love, like you know. I know this is not a a popular thing, but watching him on unless they need him this year, I want him to stay in Europe another year. Um, oh, I just, he pr- and he probably will. Yeah, I just, will. I just feel like he could use it. And I feel like he'll mesh better. He'll get better, and he'll be better for the Sixers when he gets here if he stays there another year. Um, but I, I feel like he has that. I get fooled a lot because he has that European feel for the game. Like he's a good passer for a big yeah. guy, you know, and that kind of basketball is really pleasant to watch. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't. I haven't watched many full games, um, so I, I watch a lot of highlights. But that's that's about that's where I am on him. You? Yeah, I th- I think his athleticism and his very spotty jump shot, yeah. streaky. I, I'm not as high on him as I wish I was. Is, yeah. is how I'm 
I think I think in my head I'm like Dario Sarge like yes for sure but then I like actually sit and think about it and it's like I just don't I think I'm like I'm tricking myself into liking him more and I I don't I don't like I think he's slow I yeah think he's like real slow and he'll just get beat a lot I mean he's a he works hard but I think that there's a there's a chance that the Sixers end up just like not they end up trading him in a thing. I, I don't know that. Maybe. And maybe I'm wrong. And I want to like him. And the jumper could get better. And they could really see some stuff. And I would love a point forward that can really like mess, mix things up in, in a in a Lamar Odom kind of way if if we're talking about Noel and Embiid as a more you know Bynum Gasol of those Lakers teams. Um, yeah, and I'm with you on the athleticism. But it's one of those things where it's it's super hard to tell for me when he's not playing against... NBA players either. And, right. and and that's the other thing is that if he doesn't look athletic, that's one of the great things about Hazonia is like you watch him and he looks way more athletic than any other guy that yeah. he's playing with. And then when, what's his name, when <clears throat> Sarge looks <clears throat> not impressively athletic. Now, not look, yeah. look, clearly not everybody has to be a super athlete to be a really good basketball player and he can improve in that sense. But I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, but that's that's become like our thing basically. Yes. I think you've instilled this more in me and more in me than anybody else has been. Like he's not athletic. Like he's not going to get by at the next level. That's where that's your yeah. issue with with Turner or MCW to some extent. It was just like they're not they're not going to get there. I mean Jabari, that was your issue with him, and he's fat for and, sure. And what's his name? The uh, the the number Jaleel? two pick. Yeah, Okafer as well. Yeah. All right, I got I we have to go do a walkthrough at our house. So let me give you oh. a jigsaw, and maybe why don't we find a way this week to maybe do a bonus Twitter Q and A podcast this week? Because I always get a ton of good Twitter questions, and I feel like we run through them. So maybe we could do a bonus at some point and get um, just do a bunch of them at once. Sure. All right. So here is wait. What's what? the up, what's the house update? Is buying a house fun yet or no? No, it's never fun. Never going to be fun. Not till we're in keep, there. I'm going to keep checking in on you. I want to hear when it gets fun. Not till I'm mowing the lawn, buddy. Not till I'm mowing the lawn. Here we go. Okay. Oh wait, hold on, hold on one second. I'm just I'm using a new. There we go. All right. Play. I will play this game. Game play. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. <laughs> I- I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? <laughs> Total brilliance. Total brilliance. I, I laugh every time. <laughs> it, like, it surprises me every time when he goes, I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's your jigsaw. It is based on the Broad Street Run, 10-mile run from North Philly to South Philly, which happens on Sunday. I am running in it. It will be my last race of all time. The Broad Street Run was my first race, which I ran 10 years ago, and I want my back and my hip to just give me one more race that I'm going to run tomorrow. So here you go. Here's your choice. Mike, who who does... uh, uh, who who does uh, exercise? Who is an exercising person? I get the sense. Here is Me? my question. Yeah, a little bit at least, right? So yeah. here is my question to you. Broad Street Run is ten miles. For the rest of your life, you either have to find a way to run ten miles every day, every day, or you are not permitted to ever exercise in any fashion ever again. Oof, that's tough. It is right. Um, I ran a I ran a half marathon last year, after having 
never I was never a running guy I was never it just like I I got my my workouts through just like sport and yeah. like playing basketball and football whatever half marathon uh, is running, the perfect running to me is by the way what? For half a marathon 13.1 yeah. yeah um running is just boring to me but okay you know I'm 25 yep I can't just like cut it off you know right I feel like that there's too much room so I, I will go 10 I will run 10 miles a day wow I will run 10 miles a day which is also bad for your knees by the way uh well here's the thing I disagree that it's bad for your knees but I do think well I disagree that running is bad for your knees I will yeah I will tell you running that, that much running, running that, that much. much yeah unless your body is there are some people whose uh, body is just conducive to running like they just have a perfect gait and all that stuff unless you're doing that I think you're probably going to end up more injured running that much because remember if you sprain your ankle you still have to run 10 miles <laughs> so yeah. so I think that's more dangerous than not exercising at all but I do think it's tough um, alright I gotta go um, you got anything else Any for, go buy your t-shirts become a fan of uh, Liberty Ballers oh, yeah. at the basketball tournament I put this in the post as well and, the uh, basketball tournament the basketball tournament anything else no, man. All right. It's great. Things are great. All right. Love you, Mike. Love you, buddy. All right. See you, man. Like I said, hold your head, son, and only take a second. Check it out now. Come on while I wreck you like I said.